listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Friday, the 29th of April 2022. Later, electricity prices are on the rise, but first to the Reserve Bank, which is tipped to lift official interest rates for the first time in 11 and a half years next week. And that is because inflation is soaring. Today, we even saw another impact of that, the producer prices or final demand, that's basically business inflation, surging to 4.9% annually. That is a 13 and a half year high. The main number we got this week was a CPI, the Consumer Price Index, up 5.1%. That's basically headline inflation. And that's the highest since the GST was introduced. But do you actually know what inflation is? and its relationship with interest rates. Well, for more on that, I spoke earlier with Angela Jackson from Impact Economics. Look, what the Australian Bureau of Statistics does is it takes what we call the basic basket of goods that the average Australian household spends their income on on any given month. And that comes from their own survey um, of household expenditure. It then weights all the prices across the economy um, to come up with one figure that tells us about the general rate of price increases across the economy. So inflation tells us how that general basket of goods is going up over time. Okay, so the Reserve Bank wants there to be a little bit of inflation. It wants the underlying rate, which is something a little bit different because it strips out one-off variables, but it still wants that underlying rate of inflation between 2 and 3%. So inflation can be good? Well, that's right. So we want a little bit of inflation in the economy. The reason for that is we want people to be incentivised to spend today rather than to save tomorrow. So what the Reserve Bank and what a lot of you know, commentators and economic researchers have done is found that that inflation rate between 2 and 3% is a sweet spot, if you like. It's enough to encourage us as consumers to spend today rather than save for the future, but it's not so much that it causes instability and distorts some of that decision-making across the economy. So so it's what every single central bank pretty much around the globe is looking for. It's that sweet spot of price rises that you know encourage consumers to spend today, but it isn't so high that causes that instability and distortion in those decision makers, that decision making across the economy. Okay, so the latest figure that we saw, the headline rate of 5.1% annually, just how bad is it and what is the impact or the implication for the, for the uh, economy? So I guess what that figure represents is, you know, it's outside that 2 to 3%. So for households trying to make decisions and for businesses trying to make decisions, it starts creating a little bit of uncertainty about, well, how much a price is actually going to go up over the next 12 months? Because what I had expected was, like the Reserve Bank told me, was that they were going to go up by 2 and 3%. Now they've gone up by 5% on average. That creates uncertainty in the economy. So the reason that we don't like it, one is obviously it's a cost of living pressure. It means, you know, the real purchase power of households is going down and for some low-income households that has a real impact but from that sort of macroeconomic perspective it's putting a lot of risk into the economy uh, so what we want to see is really the reserve bank move to say look we are still committed to that two to three percent so you can relax you don't need to start acting as if there is this price instability because once once that occurs we'll see obviously prices continue to rise but also we'll see some decision making across the economy not being as optimal as it would have been otherwise otherwise. So one way inflation can be controlled is by lifting interest rates. How does that work? 
Yeah, so obviously the the interest rate is really important in terms of the macroeconomic economy. So when the Reserve Bank increases interest rates, what we will see is demand generally across the economy reduce. Now, that's through a couple of mechanisms. Uh, One is in terms of if businesses are looking to invest or to borrow, the threshold for doing that suddenly is higher. So maybe you you reduce some of that spending. On the other side, you've obviously got mortgage holders and people who who have already borrowed money. It reduces the amount of money and disposable income they have because they're paying higher interest costs. So interest rates are important in that sense. Uh, It sets a risk-free, if you like, uh, cost of money across the economy. Um, But, you know, for the Reserve Bank at the moment, what they'll be really looking to do is it's a signal, I think, more than anything to the market and to households that they are going to act and that they are going to maintain that price stability of, you know, keeping inflation, at least aiming to keep inflation between that 2 and 3%. Angela Jackson there from Impact Economics. Now to electricity prices where wholesale power prices rose 141% over the March quarter. That's according to the Australian Energy Market Operator. What does this mean for your power bill? For more, I spoke earlier with Guy Chandler from PwC. So Ricardo, the first thing to remember is that the wholesale electricity price, particularly the spot price, which is what you just quoted, Um, only makes up a component of your consumer and small business electricity bills. Um, The other components are your network charges, effectively for transporting electricity to your property, um, and the retail charges which you pay to the retailer for managing um, the fluctuations in wholesale electricity prices. Um, So having said that, it, it isn't good news for consumers and for small businesses. Prices are going up, and we will see that reflected in household bills. Um, However, it's also important to to recognise that we are coming through from a period of two years of particularly low prices. Um, Prices were significantly higher than this in quarter one 2019. Um, And since then, we've seen lower demand primarily as a result of COVID um, and some cheaper input prices um, that have meant that power prices have been particularly low for the last two years. Do you have a rough estimate as to how much prices could rise as a result of this increase in wholesale prices? Um, It's difficult to forecast. That's up to the retailers to work out exactly how they will start to recoup some of those costs. Um, And we also won't have a clear picture until we see um, the the retail market offer being defined later in in May. Um, That effectively acts as a ceiling um, and gives consumers an opportunity to be able to compare the the various power plans that they're on with that retail market offer. Okay. Why are prices rising so much lately? So there's a a number of different things. Um, The first is um, that we have seen a significant increase in input costs, particularly for coal and gas, um, and that's obviously driven by international market dynamics. Um, We've also seen a significant increase in demand um, in in a number of different jurisdictions, Um, Queensland particularly saw its highest ever demand on March 8th of this year. Um, And all of those factors come together to basically increase wholesale spot prices. And finally, do you think this will add to the push to a move towards more renewable uh, sources of power? So the move towards renewables um, in the Australian energy system um, is pretty much unstoppable. Um, We are seeing that happen and we're seeing it happen quickly. Um, wholesale prices are not really the determinant of how quickly we move. Um, there's a number of other factors, including energy security, energy um, system stability, as well as reliability. Um, and really, it's the investments that we need to make to ensure that the overall system stays reliable and stable 
um, and that is the driver of time. Um, wholesale prices obviously attract new investment, um, and that's obviously helpful, um, but it, it's not the key determinant of timing. Guy Chandler there from PwC. Finally, to the Australian share market, which rose today by 1.1%, the 207,435. For more, I spoke earlier with Matthew Sherwood from Perpetual. Matt, the market's up today. Why? Uh, well, there, there's two reasons. The market put on a solid gain. Um, uh, the first one was because the market had dropped 3% in the prior three sessions. And secondly, there was a positive lead from Wall Street overnight who uh, um, had better than feared earnings results in some of the tech sector. But that was uh, that optimism was tempered um, after the market closed in the US with some disappointing comments coming out of both Amazon and Apple. So, you know, I tend to suspect the uh, US market may give back some of those gains tonight. On more thematic news, though, the doubling in government bond yields over the past six months, are you surprised that global share markets have taken that so well? Yeah, that's a good question because, you know, bond yields have increased from about one and a half to just under three. And normally that would uh, lead to quite a bit of volatility in markets. Um, and, and the global share market is down uh, by about uh, 12% from its peak last November. But I would have thought there was would have been a larger um, decline in equity prices. But uh, investors seem to be uh, optimistic about the earnings outlook, despite all of these uh, inflation costs pressures. So, um, you know, it's hanging in there for the moment, but one does suspect the balance of risk is to the downside. All eyes on the Reserve Bank of Australia next week, but we've also got a rates decision in the US too. Just how aggressive do you think the market is expecting rate rises to be? Yeah, it's a big week for central bank meetings. So, um, you know, probably the biggest rise expected by the markets is in the US by the Federal Reserve. So markets are expecting a half percent increase um, in the Fed funds rate to 1%. Um, in Australia, um, uh, you know, the people who uh, I respect in markets say the RBA will probably be tiptoeing and going up by 15 basis points to uh, a quarter of 1%. Uh, and I don't think there's going to be any move from the Bank of England. But, uh, you know, these are going to be the key uh, things that uh, markets look at through this week, particularly the Fed Reserve. And they're going up the most there because they've got the highest inflation and the tightest labour market and the highest wages growth. Um, you know, so I think those expectations are well-founded. Do you think, though, with talk about how aggressive some central banks may be in lifting interest rates, given that a lot of these rate rises are now coming earlier than expected because of the onset of inflation. Is there a threat, though, that by lifting interest rates, it could derail the global economic recovery coming out of the pandemic? Because we just saw the US record negative growth in the last quarter. Well, with respect to interest rates and its impact on the economy, there, there are two key uh, variables here. First of all, how high do rates go? And secondly, how quickly does it get to that destination? And the Fed is having to do the largest um, and fastest tightening cycle in 28 years. So, you know, it's certainly uncharted territories for all the members of the FOMC. Um, so um, as they're tightening quickly and tightening by a lot, it does bring downside risk to growth. Uh, but the negative uh, result we got for the March quarter US GDP 
did wasn't reflecting the fact the US economy was floundering. Uh, we had very good consumer spending growth. We had very good business investment growth. So the composition was good. Uh, what led to the negative uh, result was um, a boom in imports um, and also the dynamics of the inventory cycle. So to me, the result was negative, but the composition was, was really, really constructive. At the end of the day, though, we are in a rising interest rate environment, uh, a higher inflationary environment. What does that all mean for investments? Yeah, well, given the uh, inflation rise we are seeing is on the cost side, so it's, you know, business input costs such as commodities, such as labour, you know, that will uh, weigh on earnings growth uh, moving forward. Um, and at the same time, of course, discount rates go up as bond yields um, uh, rise. Uh, so that's kind of like a double hit uh, for global share markets. And we still have the uncertainty of China with its zero COVID policy, the war in Ukraine. So there's a lot of headwinds at the moment for financial markets, um, you know, and I tend to think the key is uh, playing a good portfolio defence after two years of pretty good gains. Matt Sherwood there from Perpetual. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.